0: It's a rational transaction, one life for billions. Gordon Sudden.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Irrational Transaction. I'm Caleb Dirksen.
0: I'm Alexander Peters. This is a show where we watch the movie Flash Gordon, made 1980, once a week for a year, and then we talk about it once a week. And maybe it was a mistake. Maybe we're uh, discovering that along the way. Who knows? But all I know is... Who knows? I'm getting tired of this one, Caleb. <laughs> You're
1: getting tired? I was going to say... It struck me this time to ask why why did we want to do this in the first place? What was the what was the drive for this?
0: Um honestly, it was a way for uh, me wanting to keep in touch with you and also like
1: Oh, that's really sweet actually. Oh. Yeah, uh,
0: and um well, I was
1: going to give you a stupid answer,
0: I... <laughs> but like uh it's it's also a movie that I watched once and I thought it was so ridiculous I need to do something about this movie. Um but that's pretty much where my head was at.
1: Yeah, I mean, where's my hat- head at right now? I think it's swirling around the Imperial Vortex. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. You
1: know, I, you know what I was thinking about as I watched
0: Flash Gordon this week? What were you thinking about?
1: I was thinking about how I just watched Andor last week. That's a really good show. Have you seen Andor? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't <laughs>
0: seen Andor, Caleb. Tell me about Andor.
1: I, okay. I, I, uh, Andor's probably, I'm going to say something maybe controversial. Actually, this is a pretty safe take. Andor might be the best star wars property ever see i keep hearing
0: this but like i've so given up on star wars at this point it's so hard for me to bother alexander
1: alexander alexander i need to I, i need to rail you back in because i felt the same way i said star wars is dead to me i hate it it's bullshit when you watch this show you will say wow star wars was just born again really like this is this is better than any prequel This is better than any other Star Wars show. This stands on par with, I would say, the originals. I say it is up there with them, and maybe even better than some of the originals.
0: Wow! Because like I can still sit down and watch uh, the first three and still feel those warm fuzzies, Um, and like, oh, I I, maybe I'll have to give it a shot Um, because it's not
1: going to give you. It's not going to give you warm fuzzies. It's, It's definitely like dark and it's gritty and miserable and yeah and tense. yeah yeah but the, and there's here's here's what hooked me on it and this is this some pe- some star wars fans are gonna hate me for this but well i assume if you like flash gordon you probably like star wars so oh yeah we're all in good company uh there's no lightsabers there's no sith lords there's no jedi there's no force it's just pure laser beams gunships politics smugglers It's just talking about the Rebellion, talking about the Empire, and there's none of this bullshit. Really? None of this, oh, Darth Vader showed up for five minutes. Ooh, I'm going to clap now. (laughs) <laughs> sorry if you're in the audience and you feel like i called you out i'm sorry audience members i just i love you
0: i need the audience to know right now that caleb has a blanket over his head and covering his monitor so that his microphone doesn't echo around the room and he looks like a sith lord because the blanket's covering his eyes and it looks like a robe
1: and the dark forces whisper me to do it yeah don't talk about flash
0: the price we pay don't talk about flash for art
1: I would encourage you because I I am kind of a Star Wars hater to be honest. Mm-hmm. I would say you watch this and you'll say this is what Star Wars should be. I'll this have to is take a look. this is like this is what has to be no bullshit, nothing boring.
0: I will say there was a recent animated series that dropped. I watched uh the Count Dooku episodes of that. I don't remember what it was called um for the life of me because there's so many Star Wars things, but it was basically uh Count Dooku prequel. And that was really interesting to watch. Um Watching him and his Padawan Qui-Gon as like they, uh, as Dooku kind of fell. That was kind of neat. So,
1: does Dooku do the Darth Vader thing? Like, did they just both fall for the same reason?
0: No. Dooku was more of a. And wait,
1: and Qui-Gon and Dooku are-
0: Qui-Gon is Dooku's apprentice.
1: So this whole line is fucked up because it's Dooku, Qui-Gon, then Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan Anakin. So it's just like Sith Jedi, Sith Jedi all the way down.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why Qui-Gon's always been kind of like the gray Jedi because he was trained by Dooku who had a very, the Jedi are corrupt worldview. And he was trying to uh, fix it and he realized he couldn't fix it from the outside. So he became a Sith.
1: Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know how to feel about it, especially after Andor. I'm like, I'm kind of done with like the lightsaber shit. Yeah. Space. It's uh, it, blah, blah, blah. what am I trying to say? What What's the point I'm trying to articulate here? I'm trying to articulate that there's the show has become a lot more interesting when your hero can't just cut through his opponent with a lightsaber.
0: Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point. And I feel like um, Flash Gordon definitely has a lightsaber. And that's a problem with this movie is that it's very much just Star Wars.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. Flash Gordon and his Fabergé egg. Yeah. Cutting through the, cutting through the royal court. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, yeah, let's let's fall back into the Imperial Vortex.
0: Uh, I'm going to tell you a problem I have with this movie right now, Caleb, okay?
1: I can't see a single one with the entire film. I don't see a problem. My
0: problem with this movie is that I'm still enjoying it. Okay, I think they have the same problem. (laughs) Uh, It's just that, like, no matter how much I'm dreading to sit down and watch it, and I'm so curious as to what I could call this phenomenon. I'm like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. And then I'll sit down and I'll press play, and then I'll start smiling as soon as Ming starts talking.
1: It's comfort food. It's silly. (laughs) It's fun. It's bright colors. I want... It's a children's toy.
0: Yeah, it's just, like... And then the music starts playing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is fun.
1: And I get depressed at the beginning sometimes when you see, like, Dale and Flash in the plane, you're kind of like, this is boring. And then Zarkov comes on screen, and he's like, check the, 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 the angular, angular vector, vector of the moon. moon. And you're like, okay, I'm back. See, that's the whole thing.
0: The, the other problem is that my favorite part of the movie at this point, and it's probably just because I've watched it so many times is the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then I realize I'm in for a long rest of
1: it. <laughs> I would say I feel exactly the same in that. I, when I always look at the, like, you know, sometimes, I feel ashamed to say this, but sometimes you just look, start looking at the time, you're like, okay, we're at, you know, 50 minutes, we're at 110. I think all the good yeah. stuff kind of gets out of the way in the first half of the movie. like, And then the last half is just, I don't know, it's still competent, but... It loses some of the spark, or maybe there's just, there's less discovery. Yeah,
0: there, yeah, it, that's exactly it. There's less, there's no more discovery after they get to the, uh, Hawkman's City, uh, and then it's get back to Mingo City and kill Ming, because, like, after Ming's, con- uh, conversation with Fra- Flash, there, then it's just kind of one note the entire time, uh, and that note could be better.
1: <laughs> True, yeah, and, yeah, Hawkman too long. Uh, but I do love... Uh, we always talk about the scene, but I have to talk about it because this is the scene that pulls me back in because I always start flagging once we get to the Bird City or what, what's it called?
0: I honestly don't know. Bird
1: Fortress. Yeah. Whenever we get to Bird Fortress, I always, my, my attention starts to flag and then we have this amazing scene between Ming and Flash where he offers him a kingdom of Mongo. And it begs the question, do you think if Flash accepted... Earth would get pulled into Mongo's or Ming's atmosphere? Is that well, how it's, it works? Because it's all the other kingdoms are. It's specifically a orbit.
0: vortex, right? So, like, that would kind of make sense. He travels around in a, a vortex.
1: Yeah, that seemingly eats planets, eats kingdoms.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to know.
1: A death star, if you will. Exactly. With an earthquake laser beam.
0: I wanted to ask you
1: yeah, i'm going i'm an open book
0: yeah i mean it's not a very insightful thing it's just something i noticed this time around when after um zarkov's rocket lands outside of mingo city um uh when flash wakes up dale i, I just saw it this time around I'm like this is this is a sort of strange way to wake up a person he grabs her chin and just starts shaking her head he's like dale <laughs> dale <laughs> Damn! Damn! and I'm like, huh, interesting <laughs> this
1: is fun this is neat. it's funny
0: at this point, I'm just like trying to find anything new Caleb. <laughs> okay.
1: i my mind started to start to travel in some of the possibilities let me let, let me take you to some tangents number one uh trivia for you when they enter the Imperial vortex for the first time, what size classification are they given by the imperial imagers? When they enter the vortex...
0: Oh, and the dude's they, narrating. Um... They
1: identify them by a certain imperial size.
0: Right. Isn't it three?
1: Mong scale three.
0: Yeah. Mong scale three.
1: this the people of Mongol scale three, which begs the question, is three bigger? Which is bigger? Is going Mong scale two bigger? Is Mong scale four bigger? And where are the other... Where are the other big Mongs?
0: are they are they referring to the people there or are they referring to the flight vessel? Uh
1: no, because they say like uh three passengers approximate mong scale three.
0: Oh, so is it Oh, okay. So that three wouldn't really uh, So I think it's like humanoids scale three humanoids. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that does beg that question. Interesting.
1: I think Lizardmen men are probably like scale two. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Um, so that's first tangent but
0: okay cool i have a i have a question for you a little bit of a i I only wrote down one question this time around for for my trivia for you but um when uh when you hear halt lizard man in the beginning of the movie is the lizard man running from left to right or right to left
1: um right to left that's correct
0: it was it was a gimme but like i thought maybe maybe it was just simple enough that you might be like shit now I'm double guessing myself.
1: Let's talk about that scene though. The lizard man does halt and he's still shot and dis- disintegrated. Yeah. He says, halt lizard man. The lizard man stops and then he shoots his ass. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's how they call him Main the Merciless.
0: Exactly. No mercy.
1: No murky. Uh, there's more tangents. Oh, here's another one. Agent Sarkoff gets what clearance level?
0: Uh, he's asked. For level three only is what Clyda says, and then um, General Kala says level six.
1: So what is that information? Is I assume that means they're pouring imperial secrets into his brain, imperial passcodes, and I don't know. Is it like the your your lunch schedule?
0: It's either that, or case. it's like his cognitive abilities again, like his a his ability to process and think.
1: Oh they're giving him like they're like giving him like a, some kind of limited capacity.
0: Yeah, like to 6? Yeah, exactly. It might be that, but at the same because at that point after this section in the film, Zarkov becomes insanely more confident in every situation he's in. And a lot mm, more that's calm. Interesting. He doesn't get as stressed or nervous as he was. And it might just because be because he now knows the unknown and what he's dealing with but he uh like when the city of the uh, hawkmen are being attacked he's just standing there with his arms crossed and he's like oh no problem the body reads maximum velocity within a few hundred feet um or when he's but try- that's
1: just peak that's peak zarkov that's that's you'll die anyway watson
0: well yeah but like he's about to give die your life. <laughs> uh, give your
1: life to save the world
0: or he's just like he's such a cool collected person after this and he isn't that way um when he's trying to get munson onto the ship uh he's very panicky he's very forcefully like, get your toothbrush and whatever and,
1: get your toothbrush and whatever. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's very forceful so i don't know maybe I'm something s- happens there
1: sorry this blanket's resting i don't know it's kind of irritating the top of my head i gotta change positions
0: i'm sorry yeah do what you gotta do man
1: No, you don't know i don't apologize i'm trying i'm a I'm a podcast pro. This is just me, everyday
0: podcaster. I uh, wanted to pose a hypothetical because okay, this entire film is basically is,
1: hy- is fictional. Oh yes,
0: <laughs> but uh, but is Flash on his way back to Mingo City to stop Ming? Um, but when they're first introduced. Um Flash is kicking ass, uh, in the football fight scene, right? If Zarkov hadn't been the one to knock Flash out, do you think any of his men would have? Because in this scene, it feels like he's borderline invincible. Whereas in every other scene where he meets people, he's easily subdued. So if he would have been able to uh continue without Zarkov hitting him in the head up to that point, would he have been able to stop Ming right there and then?
1: No, because Ming still got this, the laser ring. Oh, that's true. I don't know what we're calling it yet. That's true. Uh, Because remember Prince Thune. Prince Thune says, uh, let people of Ardentia, or no, Ardentia, yeah, Ardentia, let this be an example. Death to Ming. And then he freezes him in place. Right. So I imagine, you know, after his uh, Flash killed all his soldiers, then Ming would just freeze him and kill him. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Although
1: it would be kind of a funny alternate scene. is like he just, he kills everyone in the castle and then... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bing just watches it happen.
1: Watches it until the very end. Guess he's satisfied with less.
0: Yeah. The uh, Also, I think I only counted two scenes where this happened. But like, uh, there is consistently, and I've been wanting to ask you about it for a while, but it just keeps slipping away because it happens so infrequently. But I feel like they wanted to make it a thing. Clytus is sniffing a piece of fabric every uh every now and then. Um have you noticed this? Like he'll raid no, um in the scene right before Flash gets executed, uh he lifts this black um sheer veil type thing to his nose and he sniffs it. Um and the other scene that I know that he does it off the top of my head, um is oh is it when he's tort no it's not when he's torturing aura um it's right when um ming walks into the room and they found out that flash is alive and ming says stop at nothing uh, and he gives him Gordon's alive? yeah he gets he gives uh permission to um use any means necessary then uh ming leaves and we get a tiny little insert of Clydes sniffing this fabric again um i think it's supposed to be a garment of auras um
1: that's what i was just going to speculate
0: but like because he
1: seems to be obsessed with aura
0: yeah i i think that's supposed to be the case um but it only it's only those two insert shots where i've seen it and i'm and i think next watch i'm going to try to like they happen pretty quickly to see if i miss any others because even though there's not like massive plot points that i'm missing anymore i do see something new every time, which is kind of interesting about this flick.
1: It does. Look, yeah, my mind is racing every time now. Like, what, what do I have to talk about this time? <laughs> how can they make the podcast marginally entertaining? Exactly. I have exactly. Uh, what I feel like is a, a fairly major insight. Oh, what's that? Um, this is the equivalent to um, my... Remember the last big insight I had where I talked about how uh, Flash had the whole learning to fly a plane arc? Yeah. Uh, this is probably like on that level. Okay. Uh, I realize the three main characters don't actually have real character arcs. I mean, Zarkov becomes an imperial spy, but he doesn't change. Dale doesn't really change, except no, because she's pretty much the same. Flash is kind of the same the whole time. The only characters that actually have what we would call a character arc are... Uh, Prince Voltan mm-hmm. Prince uh, Prince Baron, mm-hmm. and Princess Aura—they all have what I'm calling the Mongo to Human pipeline. Uh-huh. They're on the Mongo to Human pipeline where they were. They all three of them learn to team up and work together.
0: And Flash and his crew are right the whole time. That's that's very true, huh?
1: There's they never really have to learn, I mean they learn some skills, but they never have to um they're kind of infallible
0: yeah that's that's very true,
1: and then uh everyone's kind of excited to fall in line uh and, you know as as our friend Brian blessed says, uh thank you for giving a dumb old bird a second chance,
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I had never even thought about that, but that's that's 100% true.
1: What are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, it's it's similar to, I guess, uh, Luke Skywalker. Um, I'm trying to think back to the first film now. Um, he he has to... Well, that's not even true because he does have to learn. He has to be patient. He can't be... Ira- no, no, never mind. That's a bad analogy. This is just... I, I don't know that I've seen this happen very often where it's just like the, the main protagonists start at one emotional space and stay there the entire film because Flash doesn't have a lowest point in the movie. Um, I mean, da- well, his
1: low point would be, I think, when he is going to be executed right at the beginning. Because him and Dale have that teary scene and he says, hey, it's, this is a dream. I'm going to tell you this is just a dream and we're all going to wake up and it's going to be fine. That's, I think that's sort of the low point. Yeah, but, but that's
0: like 45 minutes all, in.
1: And then it's all up from, or I think like 20 minutes in.
0: Because like, um, usually the lowest point is in your last three quarters of the film. And then the upswing is like 15, 20 minutes after that. <laughs> uh but the rest of it for Flash is just an upswing the entire film.
1: Speaking of Flash, okay, this is one thing I've been picking up on the last two watches that I think is a bit odd. I want you to tell me what you think. Do you think it's weird that Flash Gordon is quote unquote executed the first time? They put his body away on ice or whatever. They put him in the grave, uh, here Earthling killed by Ming. Yeah. And then immediately he is resuscitated? I think, like... I mean, I know it's planned. Like, as the audience, you know that Flash isn't really going to die, or that... Actually, and that, you don't know it he, until after.
0: It's kind of alluded to when Ming asks Aura did she enjoy her time off to this other planet with the Doctor.
1: With the Doctor. But wouldn't... I always kind of think, if we re- were to re-edit this movie, why we should shift the um flash gordon comes back to life a little bit later so it's a it's kind of uh what am i trying to say it's i don't know you gotta got to linger on it a little bit you gotta you gotta doubt it's not within
0: the first hour of the film and people are like well there's still an hour of this movie left and it's not going to be half a movie of flash gordon (laughs) yeah No, I I think that's I think that's an excellent point, because like he does get imprisoned and you can just use that and then have Aura come in and free him. Uh, And then when he comes back in with Rocket Ajax, have that if you were to choose not to execute Ming via nose of a ship, uh, just have him. I don't know. It would make the film more of a, a, a space epic rather than campy, I think. Um, if he wanted to go that route, um, mm-hmm. because um, you would see Flash fail again, and then he would have to deal with that. Although, knowing Flash, it probably wouldn't set him back very much because he never loses hope. Uh, he gets imprisoned by the Tree Men, and he literally tells one of the people, "Yeah, that's the spirit. Never lose hope."
1: <laughs> that's the spirit. We'll hang you in the morning, you traitor. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's. <laughs> send me on my way grandfather. <laughs> when i was thinking about uh yeah because we're making all these star wars connections we're always making all these star wars connections mm-hmm. um when main calls out to the great god Diesan, is that the force is this literally star wars
0: That's entirely possible that, like, his deity is, like, not necessarily uh, a being, but more of, like, just the aura that he uses. Um, But they don't really delve into it enough for me to, like, draw any, like, solid conclusions, because he just has this power. He's like a space sorcerer, and nobody else seems to have this power. Is it the ring that he uses? Is it a blessing from his god? I don't know.
1: Going back into the Disney stuff, or not the Disney stuff, the star wars stuff we can't, we need the uh the series the Ming uh character uh limited series on Disney plus <laughs> where we follow what's the Ming origin
0: is it a Metachlorian count
1: is it a Metachlorian count ming says i've got I've got too many mongos. my system's full of mangos. <laughs> I got <laughs> this guy and and then they test them, and Mongo and Ming and flash both have the same Mongo count, and that's why flash is so strong against Ming
0: tell me if I'm being an idiot here, but like have you noticed the, uh, like how often that um Ming references to himself he I, he mainly uses we he's like we have we I was... we have decided to uh, marry her, um but then there's other times where he'll be like. Your appetites are too dangerous. I refuse, and stuff like that, so sometimes he refers to himself as I is there like a difference between when he does it or like
1: the Dale marriage is really interesting too, because it says we have decided to marry her, and we have decided to procreate with her and send our offspring to earth. Is he like so part of his the, God? I was to say, is this a spiritual connection or is this like a royal house thing like oh yeah, it's like, a very like a royal we the royal we, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, that I found was a really interesting way of writing that. Unless he's talking about, like, you know, the the empire of Mongo as we, um, yeah, uh, I gotta be honest, I just want to talk about Andor some more. You should really watch that show, <laughs> it is on my What's watch list, Andor.
0: uh, right now, um. Right now I'm watching Vox Machina because season two is dropping. Uh and that kind of I guess dates when we're recording this, but you know, that's fine. Uh and uh It
1: is January twenty
0: twenty-eighth. <laughs> no, all the January episodes have dropped. 11th,
1: 1130 AM. Uh it's uh, Where are you right now? The Where were you when episode four of Irrational Transaction came out? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and that, uh, have you watched any of it?
1: I've seen some of it. Is that, it's like, is that critical role? It it, or... it is
0: critical roles, like first campaign. Um, but it's way, way more approachable. Uh, because it's like, I don't remember how many episodes the first season was like 15 episodes and their first campaign is upwards of a thousand uh audio wise so like this is a nice way to just see what they've been up to because that's one uh audio D&D thing I've never really been able to get into just because of how intimidating the backlog is uh so this is my uh my window into it and it's written really well um and I feel like the characters uh like the actors who play their characters are really enjoying it and having fun still so that's it's all going well for it
1: I liked it I watched some of it I thought it was I thought it was good mm-hmm. but it uh yeah I just I guess I just didn't continue I'm not sure why but I thought it was fine that's fair. I enjoyed it
0: yeah yeah that's what I, I said I'm... Oh, once uh cool. once I'm done with that maybe I'll move on to Andor
1: please I'm being serious Alexander I know you're you're thinking like this is just another show I'm telling you after you watch this you will be like this is this is a parody. I, I know I sound like I'm being either insane or dramatic But this is a paradigm shift for like what Star Wars is. And I've okay, this is what I've always said. And you've heard me say this before, so you know I'm not just redconning myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've always said that the worst thing about Star Wars, especially new Star Wars, is this fucking relentless need to cram in the same people over and over and over to make the story like, oh, you guys like this random bounty hunter. Okay, well, here's the Mandalorian, and here's the Boba Fett, and here's the whatever, whatever. Oh, you guys love Darth Vader, so we're going to make an Obi-Wan show, and he's going to show up in Rogue One, and we're going to make a prequel about him. It's like all this, like, you, Star Wars claims to have this giant universe, Mm -hmm. like, right? Like millions of worlds or whatever, like the size of Star Trek or Warhammer or whatever. Yeah. And yet, we have to tell the same fucking story with the same two Jedi and two Sith over and I, I mean I know there's all these other kind of properties like yeah Clone Wars or whatever that goes into this stuff, but why we have to keep doing it's it over and, so over, and over and over again?
0: frustrating because I love Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan and it could have been something so special, uh, but it wasn't. And that's really sad. But I get yeah, you right. are right. There's so many other stories. Give me a Gonk Droid TV show.
1: <laughs> Give me a Gonk Droid TV show. But it, it, you know, like it's like. Okay, well, we we have to have the Smuggler, we have to have the Bounty Hunter, we have to have the Jedi. Yeah. It's like, where's this expansive world? And I think what Andor does so well is all these other shows, like, the Rebellion's kind of going, already going, and then the Lightsaber guy shows up kind of mid-Rebellion and kind of helps out in the last few missions, and then, you know, like, in A New Hope, the Rebellion's already started. Yeah. You know, in... um. Basically, every Star Wars movie, like the fight's already going on and they just show up to be a part of it and they play their part. But in Andor, it's like the fight hasn't started yet. And who are the people who start it? You know, who are the people who it's like, who are the people who are like, because in Andor takes place, there's no like formal rebel front. Okay. And there's no like it's just kind of like random anti-empire terrorism and some small it's like some kind of some people here and there who fight for freedom, but it's not, like, giant space battles and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, like... Who, it's, like, a look into, like, the people who actually build the rebellion. Yeah. Very good.
0: That is really neat. That's, right. that's a That's a neat perspective. I'd like to... I, I do want to see it. Um, But, the thing, like, my, my own... I guess the only thing that's held me off is because I'm one of those... People that like wizards, <laughs> so Jedi are always kind of like my go-to. Um, I, uh, but I'll, uh, I'll definitely give it a shot.
1: There's still, there's a lot of cloak and dagger stuff, and there's a lot of, you no, know, there's still bla- space blasters. There's still spaceships. Hmm. There's really good CGI. Actually,
0: interesting. Okay,
1: really, really good. I'm, I'm very impressed by. Like the what we done and speaking of CGI tell me about your uh, you saw old, um,
0: <laughs> special effects okay out. so I was it was late at night when I was doing my watch it was last night and um, when rocket Ajax is flying towards Ming City had you seen this yet like
1: I've never noticed it yeah
0: it's just like it's a three seconds which is why I was so surprised I'd never seen it but like um, the way they shoot this is like the the model of the ship is in front of a green screen. And then they edit out the green screen to look like this ship is flying. But there's this three second clip where they just forgot to edit out the green screen of Rocket Ajax as it's flying towards Ming City with this thunder shield up. Um, And I was like, I thought I had to be seeing things because there's no way I missed this after X amount of watches. And it's, oh my goodness, it was, <laughs> I was doubting myself so much. I rewind it and watched it three times. And then I sent you that little clip as well. It was like this is this is crazy. Am I going insane? No, it's it's definitely there.
1: <laughs> that was very funny. That clip actually inspired me. I went on YouTube and I looked up a there is an interview by one of the what do you call these guys prop masters or uh the people are I guess model makers. There is mm. an interview with one of the model makers on Flash Gordon and he said they had a scene cuz you know outside like most of these ships and settings, they're like all models. Yeah. And outside of Mingo City, there was supposed to be like this ship, spaceship graveyard of I guess of all the ships that tried to attack the city and were shot down. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the designers and the model makers built like hundreds of like wreckages and unique ships and whatever. And they like smashed them against a rock and put them in the sand, and like they made this like really beautiful, elegant scene. And they showed some photographs. Um, and then it was all cut from the movie,
0: really, so that's really too bad,
1: yeah, too bad apparently the it was kind of production hell yeah
0: i yeah. i I was looking into some stuff online, and I found that like no one could really decide the reason like it goes from campy to dramatic is because uh there were so many script rewrites even during the process of filming, and like they no one at the cast really knew while they were filming it if this was going to be seen as a drama or as uh campy, cheesy space romp uh and so you see those contrasts between like Dale's it won't turn over scene um and some of the other stuff that you're uh, looking at like And
1: Dale's go flash go Exactly
0: and so it's uh there at no point were like they 100% certain what the movie was going to look like um
1: I found that so fascinating I had a very similar
0: uh, re- uh experience recently
1: <laughs> this goes by wait, what does that mean? <laughs> I,
0: I've been on set for this production uh for the past um well, I've been filming this thing since October, right? Uh and I uh when I was told about it when I auditioned for it, I was told it was going to be a comedy, strictly, in the strictest sense. Um and that's the only reason I signed on What is on. the
1: strictest sense of a comedy? Well just it funny? was just
0: like, yeah, it's just supposed to be funny. Uh it's supposed to be a funny movie, and I read the script and it was funny. And I'm like, perfect. Yes. I haven't done comedy much. Let's do this. And so I signed on to do it and I saw the uh, the trailer that they made. Um, and it looks really dramatic, Caleb. And are you in the trailer? Uh, very, very briefly. Uh, but uh, I don't know that they've posted it online. It was more of like a celebration of the of what has all been done so far. Um, and what it's going to, so it could
1: just be like a bad edit or it could
0: just be a bad edit and it could have just been like the people who have access to the footage were like super excited and then they're like, uh, edited this thing. But like, um, it, it made me, it made me really sad because, um, it looked like it was going to take itself very seriously and wasn't going to be the campy cheesy romp that I thought it was going to be. And if that's the case, I might be looking at a uh, room situation with Tommy Wiseau. We'll find out.
1: Do you think you're so if, however, this movie breaks, uh, this is either going to jumpstart your comedy career or your drama career. Uh,
0: nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. You know, it all comes together in the edit. Like this podcast, like yeah. it comes out funny, but that's because we spend hours and hours of you know hours and hours in the editing room.
0: <laughs> it's every all, week. It's all just we bits cut and pieces the jokes
1: together. Yeah. We cut the jokes together. I added in all the wooga, wooga sounds. <laughs> and like yeah. the little clown noises and bonk bonk and little bells. Ding 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 ding. And please laugh here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very radio DJ jock. I like it a lot. I need to get myself a, a soundboard. Uh,
1: and then I do like the Roblox oof. Oof.
0: Can you imagine the power if we just had soundboards we could insert as we go?
1: <laughs> it would just be, uh, Uh,
0: check the angular vector
1: check the angular vector check the angular vector check the angular vector check the angular vector i know i want to
0: do that i guess we're approaching like almost uh like 50 minutes of uh this Uh, i was gonna ask you um what was your uh what was your favorite line this time around caleb
1: there was a line that i heard for the first time and now I'm forgetting it. Every time there's a line that just comes into my head. Um, that is such a good question. I'm always unprepared. Because <laughs> uh, I always think about it and then I think about it too much. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I had it. Can ah. okay, you go first? You go first. Come okay. Me. Sounds good. My, uh,
0: I-, I surprised myself this time around. My favorite line um, when Flash first co- tunes into Dale um, through psychic thought amplifier and, and she realizes that uh, he's talking to her. My favorite line this time around was when Dale says, can this be real? Um, uh, I don't know why. I just it-, it just really it just really hit this time.
1: My favorite line was when uh, Dale asked the slave where the potion came from, and she says, or what the potion is called. That she says, "It has no name, but many men died to bring it here from the galaxy of pleasure."
0: It makes you want to know more about that, right?
1: Which may, I kind of want to go to the galaxy of pleasure, and I want to know who's killing all these men in the galaxy of pleasure. And is it aggressive orgasms? And
0: why are we calling it the Galaxy of Pleasure if the mortality rate is so dang high here?
1: (laughs) Is it like, um... Do you ever play Warhammer?
0: Ah, no, I never got around to it.
1: Do you ever get deep into the Warhammer lore?
0: Mm. Nope.
1: (laughs) There's like this, there's like, you know, like, I don't know, like, demons and chaos force and all this stuff, but there's sort of a, there's like a pleasure deity demon okay maybe that's why maybe they have to go visit some uh what would you call it like some lust lust deity
0: and it's just a bunch of trials that no one passes
1: maybe it's like Dizon's Dizon's hot stepmom
0: (laughs) my favorite actor this time around (laughs) (laughs) okay uh believe it or not is actually is actually dale um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Dale this time because um, of how damn cold she gets by the end of the movie. Because uh, she starts off as this uh, super naive. Um, Please talk me through this flight. I'm very very nervous. Uh, to at the end of it, just straight up telling Aura, I don't trust you. You have Ming's blood in your veins, and she straight up tricks another lady. Uh, into drinking this potion so she can escape. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit that this person's gonna die as soon as she leaves. And I just like that was. I mean, I, it, it. I liked it a lot. It was funny.
1: I like that. My favorite would be Princess Aura because she just gets it done. You know, girls get it done this time. Yeah, I guess she so. Fake him out. Her her husband calls her a lying bitch, but she doesn't care. They're not she married. Saves flesh. She takes flash away to presumably lock away a pleasure kingdom yeah to just play with forever yeah then she she helps baron and zarkov escape like she's just uh she's all around and i think i'm also in the uh the interrogation scene a lot more i think at first i found it really kind of like cheesy and goofy mm-hmm and I like it more. Yeah. The... My father will execute your horses, perverted secret police force.
0: And then her dad's just watching the entire time. in mm. that very specific pose. Um, a very
1: Ming pose. I,
0: uh, I never noticed that uh, General Kahlo, when uh, she gets told to go grab the borworms, she actually goes to a spot in the room, picks up a pot, and walks back to her while the whole Ming thing is happening. Um, oh, the
1: boarworms are in the room. Yeah,
0: they're in the room, just sitting on a pedestal. Um,
1: I always assumed they would have to send some men to the Galaxy of Pain to bring back some boreworms. worms. Ah,
0: she's holding this thing in two hands. So they can't be too this terribly the... big.
1: I wonder if all our listeners are listening to us from the Galaxy of Podcast right now.
0: The Galaxy of Podcasts.
1: Sorry, I shouldn't have gone off tangent. Let's go back to the worms.
0: No, it's all good. I was just going to jump to my least favorite actor, if you have one. Uh,
1: Least favorite? That's easy. It's always easy. It's... Uh...
0: You say it's always easy, but you didn't give one last time.
1: (laughs) Did I... I faked you out, because girls know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... You son of a bitch. There's... I love them all so much. I don't like the guy who is in charge of War Rocket Ajax. Yo, that
0: was my choice today. I was going to say my least favorite actor (laughs) is Captain of Ship Ajax, because he's responsible for the worst part of the movie, and I blame
1: him. Yeah, and he's kind of, Prepare Skynets to catch Gordon's body.
0: He just steps up, Um, waits five seconds,
1: and says, Fire! (laughs) Fire! Uh... I'm sure he did a great job though. I'm sure he, I'm sure his kids are very proud of very him. Very
0: proud of him. Very proud.
1: It's funny. And then if you had to give this movie a score out of a hundred, what would it be?
0: Um See, I haven't dipped below 50 yet. I'm not, still not going to. Don't worry.
1: Uh, 50? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're so far. We've been saying like 96. How can you say, <laughs> Yeah. I think you even mention 50? It's just, it's just, okay. The last one was like, like, we're I, like, both like we, we both how- said
0: 99 last time. Here's the thing. Okay. Listen, it's just, the thing? I get very excited once the movie starts playing and then it keeps playing, Caleb. It keeps going, and it doesn't stop for an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> and I don't watch it at 1.5 speed. I watch it at normal speed. I don't speed. watch it at 1.5
1: point. you <laughs> son of a bitch. I said, one point, I said 1.2 one time. Uh-huh, there's uh-huh. There's to get to it.
0: Here's Okay, so if I'm being honest, by the end of the film... I'm feeling drained sometimes, so because of that, I'm going to place it at a 67,
1: okay? Whoa, a 30-point drop-off?
0: 32, to be precise. That's
1: some good math. This
0: week was harder, and I'm sorry about that, but it's my truth, and I'm sticking to it.
1: You're turning on me, you son of a bitch. We were supposed to be this through thick and thin, and now you're going to bail on me? I'm not
0: going to bail on you. It's, I 67. still get excited when the movie starts. It just doesn't stop soon enough.
1: Well, you know what? I'm going to call upon the great god in. I'm going to give this movie 100, because yeah. i got to offset you. You
0: bastard. That's just evading it not It's political. It that's, not v- it's
1: political no. that's
0: not even what you feel. That's just to, like you're trying to upset the order.
1: Yeah, and I will. I... I'm just going to say it right now. You're Mong scale three and I'm Mong scale four.
0: You don't know if four is smaller.
1: I don't know. I don't know, I'm a monk <laughs> scale two. I don't know which one's the good one. It- right in the chat. If anyone uh, uh, and if any of our listeners know, get, get at us on our socials.
0: <laughs> we have a TikTok account now. Uh, and
1: uh, should we do like little dances to like the Flash Gordon quotes?
0: Little dances to put on the TikTok. <laughs>
1: I could do the what's it called, the floss. I could floss while I say Chuck the angular."
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess we're approaching the end. Just wanna uh, say thank you to Dwy for the use of our theme song "Party for One." It's the one consistency we have, aside from the fact that we're watching the same movie over and over again. Um, but it's always great to listen to. Be sure to check it out on all music streaming services, and also buy it. Uh, support them. Uh, and uh, leave us reviews on whatever podcast or app you use. Podcast Addict lets you do reviews. Um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify you can uh, leave reviews there. That helps us really? immensely. Yes, you can. You can. Uh, I don't know if you can write review itself, but you can like five star it.
1: Um, and uh, oh here's what we'll do we'll we'll steal this from other podcasts write some reviews and we'll read them on the show hey yeah that's great
0: uh even if they're mean
1: <laughs> and if they're one star i'll kill you <laughs>
0: uh legally we can't say that we'll cut, do that, cut um, that <laughs> um but uh caleb are you ready for our closer that we do at the end of every episode
1: i am as soon as you remind me what it is
0: um uh, Nope. we just go no no countdown here we go long live flash,
1: flash. No. <laughs> hail zarkov hail zarkov hail-